Get Into Geek, this is Get Into Movies. We are doing a trailer breakdown for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Number 2. This is Mitch, and with me, none other than High Pitch Matty. What's doing? Fucks on the run. I don't know that song, but I want to know it now. Yeah, me too. I want to buy it. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk Guardians of the Galaxy's teaser trailer. I guess they had like a teaser trailer, what, a month or two ago? Yeah. Um, this feels like a pretty full trailer to me. Yeah, it does. It's like a full length. You don't get anything out of it story-wise. So it's almost like last time was the announcement trailer, but mm. for all intents and purposes, this is the first trailer. It doesn't matter because we like it, so we don't really have to break down what it is and what it isn't because it's a yeah. bit of fun. So well, um, for, for the first Guardians film, I feel like there wasn't really, they didn't give much away in terms of story. Mm. It was just cool, funny elements to give you a, a sense of what the film would be like. And I think yeah. this is fits in perfectly with that. Do you remember your reaction to the first trailer for Guardians? Because I'd like to know what people thought about, would think about this trailer had the first movie not been around. Like there's certain things you definitely can't get away with because they've only in this trailer because you know the characters. But I love, I mean, I loved it. I know the characters. I love the first movie. So I think this trailer was great without telling us dick about yeah, the story. I remember, I remember watching the first trailer and obviously, yeah, I knew nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I am Captain Marvel in, <laughs> in, the, in the rooms that we're in. Um, but I was definitely, I was cautiously excited. Like, it, it looked like a cool trailer and fun and very different and I'm a massive sci-fi nerd. Like, yeah. I love my Star Trek and Star Wars. So to me, it was more a sci-fi story than it was a comic book story. Yeah, yeah. So I was really excited but I was like, oh, it could could bomb you know we, we've had a couple of bad hulk films we had iron man 3 yeah you know there's there's some shadowy you know skeletons in the marvel closet so this could be one of them it was, yeah. it was a risk but it paid off mm. um and this trailer i think is is got me just as excited it's it's different mm. but i'm probably i think it's that it's that double-edged sort of well can a can a um sequel ever outdo its predecessor I feel like the Captain America trilogy has proved that Marvel can you do You can, that. yeah, yeah. Um, this one, I think, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It looks really interesting. Um, there's obviously a lot of main differences with, you know, there's that come full circle where now baby Groot is on Rocket Raccoon's shoulder. Yeah, firing um, machine guns, yeah. The thing that stood out to me the most, though, was that how happy Drax was. Yes, like... His big laughing moment when um, what we assume is looks to be um, Mantis, you know, talking with... Um, now, being Captain Marvel, you are... Who the hell is Mantis? Because I'm still getting into the world. I only know as much as really what everyone else knows. I've not read much about her. I know her from games and, and toys and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, she was at one point a member of the Guardians. In the yeah, same okay. way yeah. in... Uh, in the comic stuff, Yondu was actually like he was a genie and he was one of the the Guardians mm, and mm. kind of wasn't in um, in the first Guardians film. Mantis was a, a member of of the Guardians at one point and possibly a villain as yeah. well. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, seeing Drax's really sort of positive reactions and even there's a shot earlier in the film when he was stabbing at something, he's kind of enjoying it as yeah, he's doing yeah, yeah. it, and it's it's a very different Drax. To what we've seen, I guess in the first film, you know, he's fresh out of prison and he's looking for revenge against his dead family and he's very, you know, serious. And obviously they, they make the joke about how his species takes everything literally. They yeah. Don't, they yeah. Don't, you know. And speak that way as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think you think back to that announcement trailer or teaser trailer, whatever it was a couple of months ago, it ended on a, not a sweet note, but a personal note between Star-Lord and Drax. And Star-Lord's obviously like, 
they're talking somehow about, I guess, Gamora. And Drax says, you need to find someone who is pathetic, mm. like you. And he's like, thanks, man. And he's like, do you need a hug? No, I don't need a hug. Here, I will give you a hug. Like, that was the Drax that we know from movie number one. Mm. And then you're right, you cut to this, and every time we see him, he's really out there and excited. But, he, but even and, that, would Drax be a guy to offer a hug in the first film? Would he, would he yeah. be a hugger? I kind of feel like maybe he's doing that because he feels like he needs, like he's he's willing to learn, mm. like to be like these people without sort of, I guess, rushing into it. I'm not saying that what they're showing in this new trailer is a bad thing, and I don't think no, you are either. It's all, just, not at all. it's definitely a a lot of character development. Um, yeah, from it the feels first like film. maybe they're going to be more of a tight knit family. Mm. You know, they did have that sort of bonding moment at the end of the film of the first film. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, maybe we don't know how much time has passed, whether it's a month or whether it's a couple of years or. Well, from or what I've read, it's about six months, which is oh, interesting okay. because the first Guardians, every Marvel film that's come out, I think, has taken place. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now I'm just trying to go through them all in, all in my head. Now, obviously, Doctor Strange, it's still. A lot of uh, giving a lot of talkability online about when exactly that film takes place, uh, and certainly it probably starts a lot earlier than the present day, um, but it might end present day. Either way, that's that's a question that will probably be answered in future Marvel films with other characters headlining them. But the first Guardians was set in 2014 when it was released because you had. Um, Star-Lord as a young boy when he was taken by Yondu. Yeah, and, and then it comes forward. up and says, you know, 28 20, years yeah. later or whatever the case was. And it, that set it in 2014. Whereas from what I've read, this takes place six months after. So it's not a lot of jumping off time for, for, for Drax to develop the way that he has. But again, I it guess could maybe, forward. Maybe, or... maybe that buys them time working towards um, the Infinity War. Yeah, because they have it's... announced that they're going to be, it's Avengers, Guardians, all coming together for Avengers 3, which is great. It's what us fans want to just throw them all in there and see what happens. Well, but... we knew it had to happen once we found out you know, there was Infinity Stones yep. in, in the first Guardians films. So and it's... there's no way that Thanos is the big bad for Drax, at least, and, eventually, and for Gamora, and eventually for the Guardians, and then for them not to play a part in him being the big bad for the Avengers either. Like yeah, they they just like, can't happen. Well, yeah, and the connective tissue of at the end of uh, Thor The Dark World, they went and saw the Collector, Yeah, you know, and he was obviously a big, you know, they blew up the Collector's collection, mm. in, you know, in Guardians. So it's like things like that, I think, mean, yeah, they, they, they had to be involved in Infinity Wars. Yeah. So. But yeah, they, they definitely know what worked the best for them in movie number one, the way that this trailer starts out, Rocket and Groot. And I mean, who doesn't like Groot is going to be baby Groot. People are just going nuts. Yeah. Like social media and every, people are going, they're just like, give us more baby Groot. Mm. We will take anything baby Groot we can get. I hope that doesn't go to the head too much of the people behind the scenes because I don't want, I don't want baby Groot to be Quicksilvered mm-hmm. with what Fox did with um, Quicksilver in Days of Future Past and then Apocalypse where... Yeah. They kind of focus too much of the film on that. Yeah, minions. Uh, I in like. Yeah, you know, minions. Uh, I didn't even think of the minions. Russell comparison. Brandon forgetting Sarah Marshall. I wasn't a big fan of his spin-off film. Like I just, I, th- th- there's characters like that. Just keep him side character. Joey from Friends. Don't give him his own TV show. Like <laughs> keep. There's certain characters that are so great because they are side characters and they throw a hundred percent at twenty percent of the film or something like that. You yeah. know. So. I don't. Th- it's still going to be an ensemble film, so hopefully, yeah, they they don't yeah. overdo it. And I guess it is a different dynamic between Groot and Rocket than it is going to be with Baby Groot and Rocket. Yeah, well, so, I mean, Groot's no longer the muscle. I yeah. mean, you see him do, you know, kicking some ass in the trailer. Mm-hmm. He's still got his, you know, his vines and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've seen the that extended 
scene at a convention a few months ago. Oh, that's right. So I can't. I don't even want to tell you how that scene starts off. But Groot does some serious damage to a lot of people. And is he wearing clothes? Did he have a yeah. tiny little He's red He's got a cute little leather. Guardians outfit. Yeah, That's adorable. It is, yeah. I think they're going to sell some series. To- I already want... I've got two young boys. I want to buy them baby Groots. Yeah. Remember, like, in the 90s as kids, we, like... You've got a sister, same as I do. Yeah. They had those silly, um, like, sunflower pot plants that would clap and they'd start dancing oh, around the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. I still have yet to see baby Groot one of those. I was listening to people discuss about Guardians 1 that... Marvel clearly did not know what they had with Baby Groot. Yeah. Really Baby Groot. Not Toddler Groot we're getting now. Baby Groot in the pot plant. And then how much that character in general, even as an adult, was going to be loved because there was no merchandise Baby Groot. And Mm. it took them six months to actually manufacture and pump up the numbers and send out these dancing Baby Groots. And people still bought them, sure. But... I don't know that that filtered down here to Australia very much. I think you'd no. have to go online. And I think, yeah, by now, that I think, actually, some convention recently, people were already being given baby groots or toddler groots, <laughs> plush toys, when they walked out of seeing the trailer for the first time That's or something. Awesome. Because Marvel, like, you know, we, we, we know what we have. You are going to want this. Yeah. We want that group money. <laughs> Give us some group money. As if Marvel aren't earning enough coins. That's it, exactly. Yeah. And cool, too. I mean, we teased that the song, like, uh, James Gunn said, this will feature a whole... It's so weird when a director has to talk about what songs will feature mm. in the film. Like, any other film, really, who gives a shit? But that was such a character in the first film. So important that you kind of have to go, hey, you know what's going to be in this? Fox on the run. Everyone, oh my God, that that makes perfect sense for Guardians. Oh my God, yes, I can't wait. Well, and it also, in terms of story connectivity, it ties in as well that at the end of the film, you know, um, Star-Lord finally opens up his gift and it's awesome mix volume two. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like that is a nice little tie-in. I feel like some of the songs we're going to hear in this film are going to be from that, which kind of is that nice little touchstone to his mom, you know, which gives you that little bit of nice, warm, fuzzy feeling inside as well. Can also say for Marvel merchandising, and maybe this is just purely a Disney thing when we get our merch packs from the movies come out, is that (laughs) I think you really miss the mark with Guardians 1 that... They always give out USBs. That tends to be like a constant. No matter what merch packs you get, it's always a USB. Now, Captain America... It's metallic and it's a shield. Fantastic. Thor. What do you give for Thor? A hammer. Yeah. Obviously. Um, what would you give for Guardians? Dude, I feel like, I think when we got our merch packs for, for Guardians 1, mm. I got all excited because I saw a purple cassette tape. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, it's a USB. And it turned out to be like a phone case or something like that. Yes. And I was like... It was a phone case, uh, a rubbery thing for a phone that very quickly became irrelevant as far as like Apple's like an iPhone concerned. 4 or yeah, something? Yeah. Like it was, like it, it was... just missed the mark. And they gave you... A rubber logo that said Guardians of the Galaxy in the same the style, the font, and all that, and you just pull the That's inside right. out, and that was the USB. Now a week later, from the local like Brisbane market, we live in Brisbane in Queensland in Australia. Brisbane marketing sent out a cassette tape, and then you pulled where the tape would obviously be fed through. You pulled it out, and that was a USB. Brilliant. I tried to print. Awesome Mix Volume 1 stickers <laughs> to put on this so that I could tell people this was the Guardians of the Galaxy novelty USB. Because I'm like, that, it makes so much sense that even a peanut like me, that's the first thought I had. And I don't know how that didn't happen. How does that not happen? Again, Disney, I appreciate all the stuff you send me. So by all means, I'll take even the worst of it. Um, but I just feel like that would have been a, you know, really cool piece of merchandising but you're right volume two i can't wait to buy the soundtrack because it's already one of my favorite soundtracks it, or not already it quickly became one of my favorite soundtracks ever 
Yeah. Like I can happily listen. I, I very rarely listen to the music, the, sorry, the, like the song version, soundtrack of a film. I'd much rather listen to a score. Even when I'm driving, I'm one of those weirdos that will drive through listening to, you know, the old school Batman or, or, or Indiana Jones or something. I'm happily playing that kind of track. Helps you drive really fast too, which you probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's a bad influence. But I love that soundtrack, so I can't wait to see what else they got going on. Yeah, it will. It probably will topple my favourite soundtrack of all time, which unfortunately is Buffy the Musical. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good soundtrack. But it's very hard to actually speak about, yeah, story points. Like, it's hard to get excited about anything in particular other than character notes with this trailer because we don't get any story and that's what you worry about when you see a trailer go for like two minutes and 12 seconds or whatever this one went for you're like oh man we're six months out from the film you're giving us two and a half minutes we run the risk of seeing too much by the time this movie comes out but i i would challenge anybody to write in or to comment back on james gunn the director who said this doesn't give you anything away and actually say no i know that not because of what you've read Based on this trailer, tell me what the story is. You, I don't think you can do you it. You can't. You no. can't. I mean, without giving away any spoilers, we know that Kurt Russell is going to be um, in the film. Mm. We saw none of him or his character or or anything like that. Uh, like I said, Mantis was just, I think, you know, the average moviegoers or, you know, any any fan that hasn't really delved into the history of, of the Guardians is going to go, oh, that's a cool alien character that's mm. quite funny. It'd be interesting to see. Probably just think it's going to be a one-off, you know, scene like the, um, the pink girls from, um, from yeah. the first one. Yep. And then the other thing, of course, is we still haven't seen Yondu. Um, all we've all we've oh, really yeah. seen from Yondu is is Michael Roker on um, social media put up a picture um, a few days ago of Yondu with like this metallic the fin. crest, yeah. like he looks like a cockatoo. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously we we haven't you know. So there's I think there's there's still plenty of meat in the in the story from the look of it. Yeah. That hasn't been given away in this trailer, which is great because it gives me a vibe for the trailer, it gets me excited, gets me pumped because it's like yeah, you can dance along to it and sing along. Um, and there's plenty of fun stuff in there. Yeah. But I don't feel like I've, like a lot of other trailers, like when the when the Power Rangers trailer came out, um, and even the Mummy um, that came out as well. I feel like I feel almost feel like I've already seen the film. Mm. Whereas with Guardians, I'm like, that's a tease. It's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and I'm, which is what you want. And I'm wondering too, when are they going to release the next trailer? Which will this is very much a teaser because of what you get about the story, which is nothing or next to nothing. Mm. So they've got to release another one, which will be really the first full-length trailer story-wise. You get to learn a little bit more, probably hint at Kurt Russell's character mm. uh, and his uh, his importance in the whole grand scheme of things, and you know, relation to Star Lord. When do we get that? Because surely we're going to get a Super Bowl time, so what, early to mid-February? Surely that's the next thing we see, is like a minute-long Super Bowl spot, which is, again, just going to be packed full of action. You're going to get maybe 15 seconds worth of a story tease. And then the film comes out in early May. So I'm thinking maybe around, again, it's not going to be the same audience, but Beauty and the Beast comes out sometime in March. And that's Disney as well. So they're going to start oh, yeah, hammering it all the And really, Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, while it's you know going to be an M rating and Beauty and the Beast might be PG, or at least marketed towards a more family-friendly audience than even Guardians would, it's... You know, it's well, not the, like from watching. From a business point of view, Disney are going to want. They're not going to want to put two big things up mm. against each other. No, God no. Vying for dollars. Yeah, so that that makes sense from a from a business point of view. Yeah, but I still think they should feel comfortable. You're not going to promote Deadpool two in front of Beauty and the Beast. You're going to promote Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy because it's superior and it's your own. It's your own film, yeah. yeah. I have to say, if there is another trailer, I might go full Ben on it. Ben from our, you know, the Getting to TV Geek, Talk, um, yeah, DZ, yeah, uh, DZ TV Talk. Yeah. He very much will won't watch any trailers. Like, yeah. He probably hasn't seen the Guardians trailer. Mm. 
I may go full Ben on the next trailer. I feel like I've seen enough. Yep. I don't know. And that says a lot about the film, doesn't it? Like, that says a mm. lot about the first film, which was, at that point, the biggest... I know we keep hearing that every year. It's the biggest risk that Marvel has taken so far. And then the next year, Ant-Man. This is the biggest risk because Guardians already went on to make seven or $800 million. Doctor Strange this year, the biggest risk they've ever taken. Doctor Strange is now the highest grossing individual origin story in the whole thing. It's it, it surpassed Iron Man 1, surpassed Hulk, surpassed wow. Thor 1, surpassed Captain America 1, uh, obviously Ant-Man. It's surpassed all of them as far as dollars. I guess because there's so much good equity around yeah. Marvel now. People just have that that faith in it. Mm. They're like, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go see it. I'll go yeah. check it out. Slap the logo on. Because for me, Doctor Strange... I could take it or leave it. It was, yeah. it was an interesting film. It wasn't very memorable. Mm. Like I've, I was actually thinking about it the other day. It's not something that I'm going to rush out and buy when it comes out on DVD, so I can rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I will rewatch it at some point, but it's it's not like when Civil War came out and I was just like, oh my god, I need it in my DVD collection right now, yeah. so I can go home and watch it. <laughs> so that's interesting that it's that it's sort of as an origin film, it's. Um, it's broken that record. Oh, that's, mate, you got to think about the Cumber Bitches too. I mean, <laughs> oh, they are a force to be reckoned with. Never underestimate the Cumber Bitches. <laughs> and, so, I mean, you can catch our uh, review of Doctor Strange, both spoiler and non-spoiler. Just uh, go back through our podcast um, podcasts on each uh, of the, of the uh, channels. But I had the same feeling about the first Guardians. I went there and watched it and loved it. Had so much fun. And then I, I bought it straight away on Blu-ray, sat at home, had a brand new TV at the time, so you know, you, big oh, screen. Yeah, you got a big number now, don't you? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I it's two years old now, so it's probably really out of date. <laughs> well, geez, um, then mine must be an antique. <laughs> <laughs> it's vintage, mate. So it's all come back. Do you know? Also, I read today is that vinyl records have outsold digital sales for the first time ever over in the UK. Wow. I don't know what they're ju- what. You know. Scotty from our Walking Dead chats will love that. Oh my, he's yeah, a, it's the most purest vinyl. way to watch. So he's always. We've always had these arguments going on in the office too that. Do you still buy DVDs and Blu-rays? Is it a waste of space? And we're like, you and I, we're hey, we are all for it. We are holding we're, the fort in this building. We've as... got we've got libraries full. Yeah, you know, I, I need stuff. I need more storage. Like yeah. my <laughs> my custom-built DVD housing library that I custom-made myself. Did you? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well, kitchen designer. So yeah, I'm, sure. Yeah. I've got access to good cabinetry. Um, <laughs> is now to the point where it is full. It is exploding at the seams. I'm going to have to design a new one mm. to house my DVD library. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I'm moving soon. So I'm just like, I've got to wait. I'm like, well, I'm not going to design it for the place I'm in because I'm moving soon. So yeah. it's like, oh, so I'm kind of holding back. There's yeah. a there's a, there's a a lot of DVDs on my wish list. And I'm yeah. like, no, I've got nowhere to put them. Yeah. Just going to hold off, going to hold off. We're always, you know, and I understand the argument about, I mean, this is a side issue, but about minimizing, you know, down to putting everything on, on your Apple or in your cloud or something. Just buy stuff on iTunes and it's there when you want it but you're only using data. You don't have to sacrifice space. And I would throw it back in their face. And this, arguably, he's a very, he's a music, you know, that, that's his forte. I'm like, well, why don't you do that with your iTunes? He's like, no, but vinyl is the most, mm. you know, pure way to listen to music. And I'm like, it's the well, size of a dinner plate. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would rather trust a Blu-ray than a, yeah. an Apple download. You and know? To, to divulge even further into this side thing is, uh, based on, um, uh, from actually Ben and even Brendan, who does our movie chats as well. Yeah. Um, I kind of checked out of Supernatural, the TV series, at season five when mm. it was at its initial ending, and I never really got into it. They've both said, no, give it a crack. It's good, it's good, it's good. So I'd been watching it on Netflix. I got up, you know, six, seven, eight. I was up to about season nine because they're in like yeah, the right. 12th season yeah. now. And Netflix have pulled it. It's not on Netflix anymore. What? They've, they've pulled Supernatural from Netflix Australia. Oh, no. So I'm midway <laughs> through the ninth season, and I'm like, well, 
if I had the DVDs, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> so this is why it's like I can pull out a DVD of, and yeah. watch it anytime I want. I think I actually got rid of, because I was trying to minimize too, and I got rid of, I had seasons one, two, and three on, on uh, DVD, and I had season four on Blu-ray, and I'd never touched it. I just bought it back in the day, and mm. when I, I'm going to watch it next month. You know, I never watched it, and I got rid of them all for nothing at some store that buys, you know, used DVDs. Because I knew it was on Netflix. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, you know, first world problems, I think, is what we've That's just it. covered in the last five minutes. But <laughs> my initial point was I actually felt the same way about Guardians. I bought it straight away. Um, and I felt the same way as you did about Doctor Strange because I sat down with my wife who hadn't seen it yet. And I'm like, you've got to honestly, I know that it sounds a bit out there. There's a walking tree and a talking raccoon and all this. Don't don't worry. Who won't admit to being a raccoon? Yeah, yeah, sure. But she loves the, all the Marvel films. You know, I, I, I regrettably, you know, because I take her along and she's like, whatever, and she watches them. She that was a lot of fun. Um, Which is good for your marriage. Really. Fantastic. Like, if she wasn't into Marvel, then. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched probably the first hour, and our neighbors were having a party, and it was so loud that, and but I've got kids in the other room, so I couldn't turn the TV up too loud because I'm going to wake the kids. But I couldn't sit there and not listen to it because of the party next door. So it came with a digital copy. I downloaded it onto my computer. I said, let's just go into the bedroom. We'll watch it on the laptop. And then you're watching this film that I loved on the cinematic scope. Such a big screen experience. It's space battles and shit everywhere. And then I'm watching it on a 13-inch Apple. And it just didn't have that. Like, I finished watching it and Sarah, God love her, my wife says, oh, yeah, that was good. You know, I had fun with that or whatever. And I'm like... I don't know that I did have mm. as much fun because the the ex- I don't know whether it was just the experience or it's almost like watching stand up comedy for me. I can't you can only watch stand up comedy once. Oh. So Guardians sort of had that that feel for me where I'm, I was just worried about its rewatchability. It's like I I will not argue that it was fantastic when you go and watch the movies for the first time, but I'm just a bit worried about its rewatchability. Guardians two though, I think because of how much I love Guardians one, mm. I you're right. I don't need to see another trailer. That's the success of the first film. I, I know that I did love it the first time I watched it. I know that the first time I watch this will have um, uh, will have such a, uh, a great impact. I don't need to see another trailer. I'll watch the shit out of them when they come out. Don't don't don't, <laughs> don't get us wrong. We might just have someone else doing the trailer review with me if you're not going to be around. But yeah, I, I just thought it was a really really good trailer. Um, it's just you know, again Marvel showing off. Like you said at the start, we 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 rewatched it before we came in. Just the Marvel logo sort of popping off the screen. The psychedelic 70. Like, you're like, oh, that looks cool. And I'm like, who cares about a logo? But you do <laughs> because it just looks cool. It's in a trailer that you really look forward to. And I don't know. They didn't need to do anything. And already mm. everyone's just like, oh, my God. People are really keen for this film. you know, And that's really exciting, too. It's a May release. It's not August like it was last time. This is going to make some huge money. I'm actually really excited to see how big this film can get. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy and has a tree and a green chick in it. Like, it sounds so, and it's but it's a comic book. It's like it's so obscure, but it's suddenly mainstream. Yeah, Marvel are just like, yeah, whatever. This is for everybody. And it's got that cool retroness of you look at you know Stranger Things on Netflix was huge and it had that great '80s sort of feel to it. And the '80s are really making a comeback at the moment. The nostalgia attached to it. So this is like we're getting all that 70s and 80s nostalgia in a 2016 film that's that's set in 2016, yeah. not you know not set in in the 80s. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's that great dichotomy of those two things being meshed together. It's just fun. And like you said about Kurt Russell's character, now we won't go into spoilers yet because it's not of the trailer. So if you want to go and look into it, go look into it by all means. But 
he's playing a pretty out there character. Let's just, mm. even for Guardians of the Galaxy, they went to a planet that wasn't really a planet. It was a skull of a giant alien, ancient alien Celestial in being, the first film. That's what they covered in the first film. And still, what Kurt Russell is in this film sounds really out there. They don't mm. tease that now. It's like, you know what? Let's not throw everything at the audience right now. Let's get him excited about the film. Remind them of how crazy this universe can be. Trailer number two. Introduce them a little bit. Maybe don't even mm. reveal the whole thing, but get them used to the idea. And they do a little bit of that in this film. The first shot almost is Drax staring at this giant creature seemingly made only of teeth. It's like the pit of Sarlacc, yes. but it's base. And it had that real Jack Sparrow <laughs> moment for the end of the second Pirates. Now that you're a big oh, fan yeah, of the Pirates films, but he don't, the, don't insult the poor yeah, man. You had the Kraken, and it's, it's eating this ship. And Jack Sparrow, in his infinite wisdom, thinks the best idea is to go and jump into the mouth of it. And that's that shot. You're behind Jack Sparrow as he runs towards this giant circle of teeth and jumps into it with a with a knife or a, obviously a sword. And this trailer, the same thing. Drax, with his giant blade, jumps into the mouth of this creature, seemingly. So that's a big creature we didn't see in the first film. So there's, again, slowly to the audience, hey, we're just peppering in some extra crazy stuff to get you used to it. Film's going to come out. I think it's going to be... 10 times bigger and weirder than the first film, but they've already gotten used to it. They couldn't do that two years ago, what they're doing now, but we love the first one. And this film's saying, yep, more of the same and a whole time more again. Yeah. So, colorist excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a very long chat about a very short trailer, but we're excited. We're very excited. Uh, get into uh, geek.com has all of our podcasts and as does our channels on SoundCloud and iTunes. As Maddie said, plenty of other stuff we're covering on Get Into Geek. We've got our DC TV, Get Into TV chats on the podcast as well. We've got some Walking Dead, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, also got our movie reviews as well. A lot of interviews uh, upcoming at the same time. And uh, we are going to be coming back. One that I'm not so sure that you're going to be interested in, Maddie, but uh, Tom Cruise and The Mummy, the start of the monster shared universe at Universal Pictures. Oh, reboots. Just... <laughs> Either way, that movie's coming out or the trailer's coming out tomorrow, so we'll cover that. And then also one that, uh, that I'm excited for, not because I'm anticipating it to be a great film, but just because the trailers are always so interesting when you compare them to the end product, Transformers... The Last Night, Transformers 5. That trailer's coming out. I just felt a pain in my heart. <laughs> Don't. It's, it's, it's the after effects of Age of Extinction. We were in this very room talking about that film. My God, we were angry. Oh, um, it still hurts. It does still hurt. So we'll, we might hurts. even we'll cover that again. Uh, we'll Peter break down Cullen, the trailer. Why? why did you hurt me so? <laughs> Those trailer reviews coming up during the week. Getintogeek.com has all the details. Thank you, Maddie. Stay up. Uh, you can find uh, yourself on social media. Uh, at Pitch Maddie on Instagram. Beautiful. And myself, at Mitch underscore Lewis. Get Into Geek. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as I said, getintogeek.com. Getintogeek.com.